Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Navarra, OTR. Passed my boards this week, got that good news. Have an interview lined up in a couple days. Uh, Danny, how are you doing? Doing good. I'm not doing good at gambling, but physically I'm doing well. Good. No, no more flag football injuries. No, nothing recently. <laughs> uh, we got a a big big show here. We're gonna actually skip heating pad and ice pack. Uh, not because we still don't have sound effects for that segment, but because we're gonna spend some time going over our preseason picks, our over unders, and our leader picks for the season since it's that fifth week kind of quarter mark of the season. And also to recap, we have um, last weekend, Jimmy was surprised for his birthday. His fiance and him drove down here, the Carolinas, um, drove down here Friday, went back Sunday, and we went and saw Bert Kreischer in Charlotte. That was, uh, was a fun day. And Jimmy, do you have anything anything to say, birthday boy? Uh, yeah, it was a fun time. Uh, I'd like to make it clear that I drove the whole way down and the whole way back. So there was no <laughs> Happy split birthday, that. bitch. <laughs> you know, I had the company car, so I didn't want to risk it. <laughs> but no, mm-hmm. good time, fun surprise. We actually got in the car. Uh, dri- I was driving for an hour. Still didn't know where we were going. I just knew we had about seven hours before we were going to get there. So it was interesting uh, set up there, but it all worked out. Good. And uh, you're also four, or I'm sorry, you're 0 and 4 in your locks this year. Um, so and maybe. The locks, the locks are bad, but my overalls coming up and my personal account had to come up these last two weeks. So, you know, can't win them everywhere. <laughs> uh yeah, I made I made Jimmy drink the ketchup and I made him uh get slapped by his wife or it was fiance and I slapped him once as well for interest. And <laughs> and you all have to get waterboarded this week. So maybe we'll actually have some TikToks out for for all the people uh I don't know by the end of the season. <laughs> At this rate we might as well just do a first half uh, montage of all the bets we lost or all the, and all the challenges we have to do. And we still have to come up with something uh, for our locks this week at the end of the show. So anything else before we get into it? I'm definitely getting waterboarded. If the U S loses, I'm going to tell her not to stop. (laughs) Well, yeah, you are getting waterboarded because that was last week. And you picked Alabama. I know, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, the second time, that's the second time I've picked a lock to cover, and they got beat outright. <laughs> Miserable. I guess you got that. Well, you picked an underdog, too, and they lost. So, well, they, yeah, they, they got blown out. Um, all right, let's get right into the NFL injury news. First up, uh, everyone who doesn't live under a rock has heard by now. Uh, John Gruden out indefinitely with uh, homophobic, racist, and overall dirtball comments in a email using uh, NFL uh, official 
um, email address. Um, I, my personal take on it is he, uh, John Gruden and all the other old white men uh, that were doing this definitely thought that emails are like totally secure and private, even if they belong to a, a company and they're not your personal emails. And I don't think he ever thought those would those would get out. And I do think that people their age also just use email like we would text each other. And so they're obviously he's obviously just kind of like texting um, the the former Redskins owner um, a bunch of dirty shit over over like seven years though so what do you what do you have to say about it i just love how uh so this all this all occurred while he was working for espn i just think it's kind of comedy how espn's making a huge deal about oh how are the raiders going to handle his behavior but the behavior was happening while he was your employee espn so shut the hell up you you corrupt bastards but uh no it's definitely Definitely interesting. As soon as it came out, obviously you knew he was he was done. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. The NFLPA I saw is now requesting that all six hundred fifty thousand emails are released. So I'm sure it will be more than John Gruden who are uh, going to be indicted on this after after it's all said and done. I wouldn't be surprised if some more coaches or GMs or owners or etc. are. Uh, Public oh. enemy number one in the coming oh. weeks. But, 1,000%. Urban <laughs> uh, Meyer's not looking so bad now, is he? Oh, everyone forgot all about old uh, Sticky Fingers it's Urban there. It's probably Urban Meyer that went through the emails. <laughs> uh, he definitely caught a break, but it doesn't even matter because like the Jaguars um, got got their asses blown out like I like I predicted, like some people were like, oh, well, the Titans, it's like too easy or obvious of a pick. So like, I don't know. And it's like, well, sometimes the easy ones are are easy um, for a reason. Uh, or I should just say, you know, the easy ones hit sometimes. And that definitely was one. And I'm just going to keep that train rolling by betting against the Jaguars um, each week. But to get into the actual <laughs> physical injury news of the week, there was a ton. Uh, let's start out with the disaster weekend that the New York football giants had. Saquon Barkley, he rolls his ankle on another player's foot. Um, I'll, I'll just roll through these. Daniel Jones, concussion. Kenny Galladay, knee and uh, Kadarius Tony ankle, all four definitely out for next week. But what do you see about them after next week, Danny? Um, Saquon, I'd say probably a week or two, and then he'll be back. Just a common ankle sprain. It was swelling up pretty good. So and once they get the pain and swelling under control, wrap it up real good. You know, once he's comfortable on it. X-ray was negative, so you know, it just just your, your typical ankle sprain just looked kind of bad the way it sw was swelling up. So you know, once he's comfortable, 
on it, he'll be back. I'd say probably two weeks. He's not on IR, so it's nothing they're expecting long-term. X-ray was negative, no structural damage, anything like that. Daniel Jones just got a clear concussion protocol, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's back next week. Uh, Galladay looked like he tried to play through it, but couldn't. Hyperextended his knee, but doesn't look like ACL or anything. Um, so that just I, I, I'm sure he'll miss probably a week or two, just kind of keep an eye on when he gets back to practice. Uh, Tony, I don't even know anything about. I saw he got thrown out for throwing a punch and pretty much whiffed. But other than that, I didn't even know he got hurt. Yeah, I I just kind of, I read an article saying it's nothing significant. Not, um, not so, season ending. That's, yeah, yeah it, and, you know, it probably just was a, a minor rolled ankle but if he's going to be suspended for a week you know that's a perfect perfect timing uh it's totally worth it to throw that whiff of a haymaker there then uh since you're going to be out next week and then unfortunately our guy juju out for the season with a dislocated shoulder which is what i thought when i first saw it happen on during the game uh Probably tore his labrum then is what I'm guessing as well as uh, why, or he had a fracture, but uh, one of those two things likely occurred. He should be fine for next year, but definitely a huge blow in his contract year. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he, uh, do you think he, the injury was when he, on the contact or when he fell on the arm? I mean, he definitely got oh, hit hard in that contact. shoulder. Yeah, yeah he was like, but then. Then he also lands on that arm, so I'm sure that I'm sure the the landing on it after it was already dislocated probably did some more damage and was probably why he was in so much pain. But yeah, tough yeah. blow for Juju. Took a took a gamble on himself to sign that one year deal to try to cash in next year when the cash go when the cap goes up and uh, he'll still get it really work out for him. somewhere, but yeah. not not what he was not, definitely not. not Probably for Pittsburgh, for uh, for our sake, it's probably better. We can get him back much cheaper, but tough blow for Juju. Good kid, hard worker. Hope he gets back. Yeah, and on uh, the Chiefs uh, team that has the same record as the Steelers, just saying um, Edwards Hilaire towards MCL. He's put up on the IR. Um, that can be anywhere from four weeks, or if it's completely torn, he's out for the season. Uh, I, I don't, don't think. think it, I think it's just a couple week thing. Yeah, just a sprain, yeah. but probably around that four week mark. And uh, go go ahead and t- take the quarterbacks here. Uh, so we got injury news for some young second year quarterbacks. Tua was designated to return off the IR, which means they have. 21 days to activate him, so wouldn't be surprised if he's back uh, probably the game after next, I would say. Um, and then Joe Burrow, tough son of a bitch, suffered a throat contusion. I'm assuming when he took that huge hit where everyone thought he was concussed and then he came right back in. Um, I guess by the end of the game, he was having trouble talking, calling out signals, that kind of stuff. Uh to the hospital. It doesn't sound like anything serious. He should be okay, but yeah, that's a 
It's a tough man, that Joe Burrow. Man, I hate that he plays for Cincinnati because I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, and in, in our very first episode, uh, feature featured a lot of Joe Burrow talk, and we kind of predicted exactly what what is happening. Um, we we thought he would have a lot more mobility issues with the knee, but just the fact that that offensive line is is trash, and he is still holding on to that ball in the pocket and and trying to be play real hero ball. Uh, it's it's leading to even further injuries. Um, nothing that really has to do with his knee, but but yet at least. And we're we're gonna get into my seasonal picks of of his over throwing over interceptions. But if he keeps getting hurt, he's not gonna make it the rest of the season to get me to my over over total on his in, interceptions. But so I, I I do hope he does play uh, the rest of the season though and. And can stay on the field because he does make um, Sundays better to watch. Like if they didn't have Joe Burrow, like the Browns or <laughs> the Bengals would be on absolutely nobody's screen. So, uh, and the Lions, they're they're suffering a slew of injuries. Oh, and four Lions. Uh, their Pro Bowl center Frank Ragnow season ending toe injury that's a huge blow for them that's a really tough position to to throw a, a second guy in there um but it doesn't really matter for for their season you know i, I don't know when they're going to get their first win I, I doubt it's this week against the rams or no giants play the rams um it doesn't matter who they're playing they're they're probably going to lose Especially with that center out now, Goff Goff isn't good at all under pressure, and so what, how's he going to have time to throw the ball? Uh, anything? Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, the run game has been pretty uh, surprising this year too, and so obviously that'll take a hit. But better than Swift and Jamal Williams looked had a lot more production than most people were anticipating. Uh, all we got left, Christian McCaffrey. Looks like he's probably coming back this week. I think if he is back, I'm sure he'll get that back to that regular Christian McCaffrey caseload or uh caseload. 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 I'm in my, my medical freaking terminology. He'll be back to that Christian McCaffrey. I don't even know what's the word. Workload. Game load. Workload. There we go. I'm I mm-hmm. went blank. Yeah, I'm not worried about Christian McCaffrey. Once he's back, plug him back into your lineup. He'll do Christian McCaffrey things for a couple weeks till he gets hurt again. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy Jimmy said the Lions play the Bengals, so it's it's Burrow versus Goff. So if if Burrow if Burrow is playing, uh, I I think the Bengals, Jamar Chase and T Higgins and those guys, uh, the the Lions secondary is banged up uh, as they've been all season, so. I think they have the passing game to to outmatch the the lines, but and the defense to to mitigate the run and then obviously pressure Goff enough. So I, I don't I don't think the Lions will win, but that is those are two scrappy teams. So probably another weird a weird Bengals game. Those are two weird teams. And then finally, there's there's a bunch of kickers that were like kind of hurt. Or at least they said they were hurt because they're missing all these extra points this week. I think it was like 17 missed extra points. Uh, but Cody Parkey for the Saints is on IR with a groin injury that he tried to play through on Sunday. 
which obviously made it worse. But what are you going to do if it's Sunday and the guy gets hurt in pregame warmup? Like you have no, you have no second option. So you probably are going to try to force him to play through that. And, and that's what happens. He, you know, tore, tore the groin a little bit worse. So, you know, if with the other kicker injuries, like Colts, uh, Blankenship also had a groin injury. And, you know, he missed that overtime kick to let the freaking Ravens win again. Um, you know, if your kicker on your fantasy team has a groin injury, that hugely affects the way a ball is kicked with accuracy. Um, so, you know, if, if your kicker has a groin injury, an ankle injury, I would definitely maybe look look on the waiver wire for somebody else. Anything, uh, anything about the kickers before we move on? Yeah, interestingly enough, I have a, a league where I had started Robbie Gold last week who hurt himself in warm-ups, didn't play. And then I ended up rolling with Blankenship, who apparently was hurt and missed a couple kicks. So not doing, not not having good kicker luck right now. But yeah, it's weird. a lot of a lot of kicker injuries. It's a weird year. Did you? Did well. We're recording this on a Tuesday, so you probably haven't replaced him yet. Then, but whoever you do, don't put Boswell. Well, Boswell's probably not on the waiver wire. So just don't put Boswell on your team then because we, we can't have him hurt. We're already doing <laughs> shitty enough. All he's, right. He's, he's about the only one healthy still. All right, yeah, proceed. Next all section. Right. Yeah, all right. So we got, we're got. we going to do our segments, and then we're going to end with our quarter season check-in. All right, well, let's do our everyone's favorite segment, the soccer draw of the week. It's a tough week. It really weren't a lot of uh, draws with international soccer going on across the board. So Denmark and Austria ended one nothing. Uh, t- tough loss for the draw of the week there. But this week, club soccer's back, and I'm going to go with Leeds at Southampton. And uh, they are right next to each other on the the table, as you will. And they both have like a combined seven draws so far in the season, which is quite a bit. So look for them to keep the draw, the draw streak alive. What do you got? I'm coming at you Sunday Bundesliga action. We got the top two teams in the table going head to head Leverkusen and Bayern Munich. Uh, I think Leverkusen pulls it off at home in front of the home stands. High scoring affair, you know, two two star studded sides. We'll go we'll go two two draw. Lock it in. I like that. Um, and then what what do you what do you got next, Danny? Which segues us perfectly into our next sex segment, the LGBTQIA plus player of the week. Um, this week was tough. It was tough. Uh, Lowest snap percentage of the of the season so far for my guy Nassib. Didn't record a stat, you know, the least playing time he's had, but he's had a tough week. Had to had to put up with Gruden as his coach, who it turns out apparently doesn't like the queers. So Carl Nassib, tough motherfucker, hanging in there. Hope he gets back on the field this week and gets back to some, putting up some numbers. Carl Nassib, LGBTQIA plus player of the week. Yeah, uh, that had to be. 
a super awkward couple days. Um, well, I guess I guess the the emails about the homophobic stuff didn't come out until Sunday night or no Monday. It came out Monday morning, so that was after game day when uh, the Raiders played. So I don't know if anybody or if uh, Nassib and Gruden had any contact with each other probably not on on monday when all that came out but it'd be real interesting to see what what he would have to say obviously he's not going to say anything like super um what's the word radioactive i don't know he's not going to say anything damning that much i think of john gruden and it looked like john gruden treated him with a lot of respect and obviously he Gave him, he was a starter on the team, but it was pretty weird how I didn't hear any injury news about Carl Nassib, and then he he didn't like play at all this week. <laughs> he has been kind of rotating in the you know they've been they've got a lot a lot of edge rushers there. I will say in Gruden's defense, I've called I've called Roger Goodell some choice words on Twitter too. I'm sure I'm sure that, that <laughs> I got I got to expunge my uh my Twitter history cuz I've called Roger Goodell. If Roger Goodell ever comes after me, I'm toast. But uh yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure uh I'm sure it's not Nassib's first time hearing some of those words around the football facility, but Yeah, yeah it's, we'll, we'll see how the Raiders come out this week. They they might collapse right now. So we need to find, and we should have had this for you guys, but we suck. So we need to find uh, NFL that first week of the interim head coach taking over. I feel like teams come out and win that first week that play for the interim head coach, especially in this situation where it's like the coach didn't get fired because of low productivity or lack of wins. Like he got fired for being a total piece of shit. So you know, what better way to stick it to him than winning without him in the in the meeting rooms for, for the week. So I don't know. The the Raiders are oh no, I just clicked out of it. Um the Raiders are playing the Broncos in Denver and they are plus three and a half. So um, I don't know. Carr looks pretty bad. Now Carr definitely came back down to planet earth where, where he usually is playing at. Um, he started out real hot and that offensive line is not looking good. Uh, Broncos, I think are getting a couple guys back on both sides of the line this week. So I don't know that, that that'll be an interesting game. I don't have a, a take on it yet, but if you're going strictly off of the narrative, definitely I would just, I would take Raiders money line. There's a, an article I found from 2020. Interim head coaches. Since 1960, there have been 87 interim coaches. It doesn't say what they did in their first game, but only 16 of the 87 had a uh, winning record in the number of games that they coached that year. So, so does not history does not fare well for the Raiders right now. Yeah, so... I think uh I think that wraps it up for for this until and now we're gonna get into God, I am just trying to do seven things on this computer at once, like just trying to figure out maybe what that stat was. Cut all of this, Jimmy, cut all of it. We're going to this quarter season check-in, people. 
I thought that was good. Leave that in there. Oh, well, we still didn't do tight end guru. So now we, yeah, leave it in. Uh, just, just keep it rolling. My two tight end guru picks of the week are Jared Cook for the uh, Chargers and Mo Alley Cox for the um, Colts. Uh, Cooks, Cooks, Cox combo. Uh, they're just, they have good matchups this week. And Mo Alley Cox is definitely being targeted um, quite a bit each game. He has a good target share. Uh, him and Wentz seem to have good chemistry. So, I think he's a, they're both cheap plays. Mo Ali Cox is even cheaper. And uh, Jared Cook is kind of boomer bust. I think he has, I think the Chargers game plan pretty well on offense for how to attack people. So I would, I would like to think in a favorable matchup for him, he, he gets a lot of looks or at least a lot of red zone looks. Okay. Now. We will get into our quarter season check-in. Or we should call it a checkup since we're we're kind of like healthcare professionals. It's a checkup. Okay, we are ready for the quarter season checkup. It's checkup time. Everyone should go to the doctor every year and get their blood work done and get a general checkup. Make sure they're doing all right. That's just some advice personally for you all out there. Um so we took a ton of, we had a whole episode of preseason picks that we did overs and unders and this and that and leaders. And I think we're, we're actually doing a little bit better than I thought we were, we were doing or how I'm usually doing um, with these. And we'll start with all of these interception props I took. So they're all looking great. Patrick Mahomes over seven and a half interceptions. He already has six interceptions through five games. Uh, the Chiefs aren't playing like they have been for the past couple years with him. Every, the defense is just kind of falling apart, and um, Patrick Mahomes is definitely getting – I don't know if they're game planning for him better or it's just kind of like, you know, all these crazy throws he's making and uh, – a lot of the times the the picks are like clean picks that they run it back or it's like a chuck into the end zone and, and the defender just kind of comes down with it. But yeah, Mahomes definitely is going to have two more picks then through, through the rest of the season here. And which wasn't surprising to me because I made the pick, but I, I guess I could see how that would be more of a surprise. I didn't think he'd be at six this already. I thought I'd be sweating out eight interceptions this year, but he definitely is having a regression of a year right now. I do think he plays better. He he he'll pick it up for sure. That whole that whole team will pick it up. They're they're champions. They're not gonna lame duck it and have a losing record. Um, but someone who is, I think, uh, I guess more surprising. I thought he'd have more by now. Is Lamar Jackson? He has three interceptions. I have him for over nine and a half interceptions this season. Uh, he's definitely had a few that he's gotten lucky. They they weren't picks. I've ended up watching most of their games. And obviously, when you run the ball as a quarterback a ton, you're going to throw the ball less. But uh, I, I'm on pace with, with three for now. But, uh, you know, it, it'll really just take one bad game where he'll have like two or three in one game, I think, and that'll catch catch him up real quick. Joe Burrow, like we talked about at the beginning of the season, over 11 and a half interceptions I have. He is already at six. He's at the halfway mark uh, at the quarter season check-in. 
checkups. I man, I can't, I wrote check in. Now I'm saying check in, but we need to be saying check checkup. Uh, that's my fault. So Joe Burrow also also looking good, but hopefully he needs to stay healthy so he can keep throwing interceptions. And then Zach Wilson, who we also took to throw the most interceptions at plus nine fifty at the beginning of the year, he has nine. Uh, he is ahead of Lawrence. Uh, who has eight he's ahead by one interception so i need him to have five more interceptions by the end of the year and i definitely he's definitely throwing five more picks maybe by the halfway point of the season that was that was an easy easy one uh and the only reason i didn't put my whole bankroll on it was because you know quarterbacks anybody in the nfl can just have a season end, ending injury on any one play. And then Danny Danny took uh contrarian to me, he took an under. What'd you take? Yeah, during when we when we recorded this episode, I said this is the safest bet of all of them that we were making. So I said Aaron Rodgers under eight and a half interceptions. He hasn't thrown that many in over a decade. Um scared me a little bit. Week one had two coming. Right out of the gate, but now no, three. I mean, because we're a little bit over a quarter, so five. I mean, he's on pace oh, yeah, for over 60. that, but but two of it was in, two of it was in. Yeah, game one again. Yeah, Seventeen games, he's on, but yeah, but so he's on pace for probably about ten right now. But it'll that that first game was a fluke, getting blown out by the things like that. That's that's not gonna happen again. Rogers doesn't throw picks, so you one in the past four games, you... I expect. Sorry. He uh, good. Go ahead. The, you, you have to hope that they're locked into whatever playoff seed they're going to be at, and then they won't play the last week. Yeah, I mean, one pick over the past four games, which is more of his tr- traditional kind of stat line. If he does that, one pick over the next four games for the next 12, then that puts him at six of the year. So, so I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm feeling comfortable with the Rodgers. So some more overs I took, and then Danny took another under here for the other skill players. Well, Matt Stafford, quarterback, I have him for over 4,550 and a half passing yards. He is at 1,587 passing yards, so he's on pace for uh, seven, 8,000 yards this season, which would be insane. He's, I believe, in second place behind Tom Brady to have the most passing yards this season, but but that over of 45-50 looks, looks really nice. A uh, couple wide receivers I took, Clay, Clay, Chase Claypool over 899.5 yards. He has 341 yards, and that's with kind of missing some time in the middle of these games by, getting, by diving for, for catches and then getting the wind knocked out of him or what have you, and, and then he's out for like a whole series or more. So, you know, he, he's just going to keep being – they're just going to keep running the nine route with him, and Ben's going to just keep throwing that fade to him. And the Steelers really do overvalue Chase Claypool. They they think, like, he's an elite guy, and it's like he, he can be, he could be, but not in year two. Like, And they're not calling pass interferences on him like they think they were going to get most of the time. So – you know, th- that plan isn't really working out for Matt Canada. Not not much is working out for Matt Canada. 
But it was good to see the Steelers run the ball efficiently on Sunday against a, a pretty decent Broncos defense. So that is promising. They, they need to keep running the football. And speaking of the Broncos, Noah Fant, my guy, uh, over 650 and a half passing yards. He is at 176 right now through five games. So, you know, he is right, right on pace. He needs to have like a couple big games here. And they watching watching the Steelers game was the first Broncos game I've watched all the way through or really at all. And they did not target him enough at all. Like they definitely could have could have hit Fant a bunch of times in that game, I thought, for for like a quick eight yards and uh, Bridgewater, I guess, didn't see him or they're not focusing on him. So, you know, I think he should be a much bigger piece of that offense, especially with Judy and uh, KJ out. And what under did you take for wide receiver? Yeah, I loved the A.J. Brown under um, 1,175.5 yards. Said he wasn't going to hit 1,000. The offense runs through Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown misses too much time. Julio's going to take his touches. Through five games, he's at 130 yards, so well below that pace. And if he if he stays banged up, he obviously won't hit it. So that one's a pretty good lock. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to hit that at all. Uh, the way they're they've been playing, um, like you said, Derrick Henry. And then once you get to December, it's it's Derrick Henry month. So uh, that is a good pick there. You look real sharp on that one. And like we said, like I said too in that episode. Almost all of these are like it's like 60 something percent of the player prop unders hit for the season. And here I am taking nothing but overs. So Danny Sharp over here following the uh, the numbers. And but all mine are, are looking all right for now. Uh, let's stick with wide receivers. We have the receiving leader category. We said uh, Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup as two options. Cooper Cup was 35 to 1. That was a fantastic pick, although he's had some regression. Those are my, that was, yeah, yeah, I took a flyer on Cup. I said they're going to be pass heavy. Cup's going to have a big year. Right now they're third and fourth in receiving. So those those look pretty, uh, they got a chance. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Yeah, sorry, I took, took credit for your. Your sweet thirty-five to one pick. <laughs> uh, I definitely wasn't thinking him at the at the beginning of the year, but a pick I did have, who is in first place, is Derrick Henry, is the rushing leader right now. He's having like an insane season. Um, if he keeps up where he's at right now, he could be like in the MVP talk, I think. And I don't think he'll win it. it it's almost it's going to probably be Dak Prescott. Um. But Derrick Henry, first in rushing, Danny gave out Zeke at much better odds, and Zeke's in third place, but I think their formula is to split the carries now between him and Pollard, so I don't see how he overcomes uh, Derrick Henry in rushing yards. You got any thoughts on it? Yeah, no one's catching Henry if he can keep up that unreal volume. The dude's a unicorn. I don't know how he doesn't slow down taking all them touches. thought Zeke at 2,100 was... Very good value. I don't know why he was that low. He is in third, but yeah, if uh, unless Henry gets hurt or slows down somehow, nobody's catching him. 
And switching over to defense, I took Shaq Barrett as a sack leader. He's no longer even an option on FanDuel to take as the sack leader. Um, Miles Garrett is the favorite at plus 450. So if any of you Browns fans out there like Miles Garrett, hop on FanDuel. Most sacks, uh, $10 wins you 45 bucks. And then uh, Danny had... Nick Bosa, which Bosa did you yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, I was pretty big on Nick Bosa coming into the year. I've been pretty disappointed with the 49ers defense thus far, but Nick is living up to standards, sitting there with uh, five sacks right now, plus 1,600 for, for sack leader was what I took him at. But uh, So he's got a chance sitting there up, up towards the top. Yeah, and then we have our <clears throat> like se- seasonal award picks. We both like our Penn State boy, Michael Parsons, for Defensive Rookie of the Year. He hasn't made as much noise as we thought he would this, this far, thus far. Uh, he was 6-1. to one. Pro- Probably not going to win it. Um, I don't really oh, know. I'd, I'd, I'd say he's a lock. I mean, they've been raving about oh, him every single week. Yeah, he, he's all over the field. I've heard a lot of – I guess I'm, I was only thinking that because I've heard – a lot on Pat Sertan and how well he's playing at cornerback, um, which was the other, which back of that episode was the other guy said, you know, could be a potential candidate, but that's good. Good for uh, Mike. I hope he does win it. And if he stays healthy and productive, you know, he's got a, a chance at least he's got a good shot at it. And the NFL loves the Cowboys. So, you know, that gives him an edge too, for sure. Switch over to offensive rookie of the year. I took Mac Jones at ten to one, and I don't think uh, he has really a chance at it either. The Patriots look meh, and he doesn't look bad at all. Like he's definitely he looks like he's going to be their franchise quarterback for the next decade plus. Um, that uh, he's going to keep climbing the ladder, but to be you know rookie of the year over possibly like. Um, well, I don't I don't even know who, who do you think has a chance at it. I think offensive rookie of the year is kind of wide open. All the quarterbacks have been inconsistent. Najee has an outside chance right now. I do still think that uh, eventually Trevor Lawrence will kind of once he gets gets going a little bit, he'll start putting up more consistent numbers. I mean, he's he's definitely showed a lot of potential. I think he'll kind of work out the kinks and get going a little bit. Najee's still got a shot. I mean, it, the offensive rookie of the year is wide open. We channel back to uh, defensive real quick. Looks like Parsons still is the the betting favorite. He's moved up to plus three fifty, so opened at oh, plus six hundred when we were at it. Sertan is second, plus four fifty. What I'm looking at, so look at me. Kind of between those two, those two front runners right now. Yeah, I um. To me, those were the only two possible dudes who were like in contention to to make a splash as as a defensive rookie player. And then finally, uh, comeback player of the year. There's no no chance in hell it's anyone but Dak Prescott, who was the favorite at like even odds to win it, and he he obviously looks pretty great so far. So if he just plays the rest of the the season he's he is a lock for comeback player of the year 
Yeah, it's if it's with Saquon and McCaffrey both getting banged up already. Uh, Dax, Dax in there. If they if they finish with a winning record, he's he's got it for sure. Yeah. So, are we ready to just jump into the gambling picks then for this the week? Greasy gambling picks. This greasy is where I turn it around. Right here. This is the week. Yeah, let me uh, recap. So Danny went 0-3 last oh, week. No, don't recap. 0-3 <laughs> two weeks ago, and then he sandwiched a 1-2 week in between there. So um, only one winning week so far with five weeks, but hey, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So yeah, like you said, you can uh, turn around in week six here after our quarter season checkup. Uh you can tur- turn around it, turn around at the quarter season, and then uh, Jimmy is seven and eight overall with no lock wins, and uh, Rashawn, you know, I had to ask him seven times last week to give me three teams, and then asks me, "Well, who do you like?" And I go, "It can't be who I like, Rashawn. It has to be who." you want to pick then it because then it's just my picks because if i tell you teams that i like you're just going to say we'll pick those it's like that's not what this is you dummy and he went one and two so he he is now uh back to a, a losing record as well at uh, four and five and then i'm in the lead with a nine and six record overall having a, a three and a week last week so we'll see how, how let, me, let me interject here, here. I am doing miserable, but I am tied for the lead in the locks. So I'm just going to throw that out there. That's true. And hey, all you people out there, if you want to make some money, just pick the opposite of what we give you each week and you will be. Not anymore. Not anymore. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting (laughs) now. I'm due. You said that last week. Um, (laughs) I said that for like three weeks straight, but this time I mean it. I, I wish nothing but the best for your picks this week. I don't know what they are yet. Uh, I haven't looked. Um, why don't you start? All right, let's get into it. This So I'm doing miserable at everything NFL-related this year. I'm getting – I'm doing not well in my fantasy leagues, and I'm obviously not hitting any of these picks. So I'm just going strictly college here. Got some picks that I really like this week, so – We'll start off, uh, first one I got, Nebraska, minus three and a half at Minnesota. Really think, Nebraska's looked pretty good the past couple of weeks. Really think uh, Scott Frost kind of has them turning it around. They really desperately need a win, both for for their season and for Scott Frost to kind of save a little face. Nebraska, minus three and a half, like them. Um, then we're going to channel over to the state of Utah, Really like really like Utah teams this week apparently because I got I got two of them. Um, first, I'm gonna go with the with the Utah Utes. Some Pac-12 after dark games kicking off at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Arizona State at Utah. It's a pick 'em right now. Uh, pretty evenly matched game, but I uh, I like U- Utah's looked good the past couple weeks. I like Utah to uh, to win that one at home. And then my lock of the week, we're going to go with the Utah State Aggies. This is an underrated team. Their two losses are to Boise State and BYU. So two pretty quality losses when you're talking these group of five uh, you know, mountain teams. 
Utah State's pretty good team. They're playing at UNLV, who is winless. Lock it in. UNLV stays winless. Utah State minus seven. That's going to be a big win. They got a high-powered offense. Go Aggies. Best of luck to you. Thank you, sir. Did you say? Did you say what the punishment is? I wasn't even paying attention. Oh yeah, we. I forgot. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, we'll we'll save it for the end. We'll we'll teaser for everybody. Suspenseful. Um, Jimmy, why don't you go next, and then Mister Three and O can go last and wrap it up. All right. So when I go two and one last week, you know, on trend, miss my lock again. Just can't get that one down. So I need to uh, shuffle some of these picks around week to week. Try to get one in that win column finally. Uh, First pick I'm going is I'm going to take Buffalo minus five and a half over the Titans. Uh, Just I don't think anyone can really stop that offense right now. Uh, So I'm pretty confident in that one. Uh, last week, you guys kind of kind of uh, bitched at me for taking money lines, but I'm coming back with it again because if I see a dog, I'm just taking the money line because I think they're going to win, and I want the better odds. So I'm taking the Chargers money line. Hey, it worked. Last week, I put together like a six-leg money line parlay to hit. So, I mean. You did. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with these money lines with the Chargers. And then with my lock, you know, like, I'm putting bad juju on this team probably, but they are currently undefeated ATS. They're looking like the team that they should have been for the last 20 years. I'm taking Dallas minus four to continue that undefeated against the spread uh, uh, record this year. So I'm going to notch my first win into the lock column this week with them. (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, who's Dallas they're playing? At, I mean, they're at New England at four thirty. Yeah, what do I know? I I can't I can't get anything right with the NFL this year, so I won't shit on you, Jimmy. But <laughs> they um they are minus four, yeah, uh, and I I kind of like the Patriots at home plus four to keep it close. Um, you know, you usually teams don't go crazy 10 and 0 against the spread type of thing uh they usually have a couple in there on the road they are playing really well um but you know bill bill's always got something up his sleeve and mike mccarthy is a big goofball so you know coaching wise patriots have the advantage but uh yeah they're actually you know the it's what the game is is the patriots um, defensive backs are struggling right now, and obviously Dallas has um, that kind of elite wide receiver group right now going I, for them. I would almost take ten on this game. I think Dallas will wipe them. I think Dallas will wipe them. I don't think they have the Patriots have the offense to match their offense power right now. They can't go blow for blow with them, and they're gonna beat them by ten or more. My lock is still at the four, but I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Belichick um, just doesn't get him. It's tough to blow out Belichick at home, though. I mean, Ampa's got more firepower than Dallas even, and they 
Well, that was an outlier game with all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. As missed, I have to bet against Belichick at home. But hey, I'm I've hit one of my last ten picks. Just just looked up the. Uh, <laughs> let's let's move on from gambling. I'm I don't have room to talk to anything. Well, before we end the show, I'll give up my picks here. I have a mix of <laughs> college and NFL. So I'll start with UCLA. They are. I wrote their record down instead of what they are. Uh, I think they're minus four. <laughs> I th- I think they're minus four and a half against. Someone look it up while I give my next I'm, pick. I'm, I'm looking it up. My next pick is Michigan State minus four and a half at Indiana. Michigan State is um, really good this year. They are just as good as, as the other like top echelon Big Ten teams, and they're playing a, a struggling Indiana unit. It is in Indiana, but I don't think um, – I don't think they're in the same class as Michigan State, and I think Michigan State is like they're going to stay focused and sharp, and and they're going to they're trying to run the table, you know. Obviously, is is their mission, so you know, give me them minus four and a half to win by probably double digits, honestly, if they play how they play, um, at their apex. Uh, what what do we? Oh, I'm sorry. Michigan State's minus three and a half. I'm ta- I I looked at uh Action Network and then I just looked on FanDuel now. So give me the free point, please. Uh I'll take the minus three and a half. No problem. And then uh what what do we did you find UCLA? Yeah, UCLA is plus two at Washington. Yeah, I don't so know what you wrote. I wrote their record. I wrote four and two. <laughs> I in the in the spreadsheet I wrote four and two, but yeah, so they're they're plus one and a half. UCLA they are on the road, but I think um, Chip Kelly has a good game plan. I the only game I've watched of Washington was against Michigan, and they looked like complete dog shit. So you know, basically going off of that, UCLA's pretty good squad and Washington is um a mediocre Pac-12 team. Uh anything else on that game? Uh, the sharp money's on UCLA and Washington has a better defense but uh like comparatively against UCLA's offense, but that's talking way too much about Pac-12 football. My lock of the week is the Houston Texans plus nine and a half. They are playing the Indianapolis Colts, who are a massive train wreck right now and gave up that tough loss against the Baltimore Ravens. They had to play that, you know, overtime, although they didn't even, their offense didn't take the field at overtime, but uh, their defense was gassed at overtime and it was on a Monday night. So they're on a short week and Davis Mills kind of showed us this this past week that he is competent and you know his first his first week he's just a little overwhelmed and didn't make uh many good decisions but he's kind of come around now and I think Houston is is scrappy enough to stay in a game with uh 
with the Colts. And that's a divisional game, right? AFC South? AFC South. Yeah, ten, 10 points in a divisional game is – I'll take that all day. So that's my lock. Houston plus 9.5. Michigan State minus 3.5. And, and UCLA is 4-2. and two. <laughs> And they are an underdog this week, plus 1.5. Or plus 2, you said. So, I'll, yeah, give me, the, give me the half point. Hell. All right. And – Oh, uh, Jimmy, what do you got to say? Well, wait, wait, shut up. Uh, the the um, punishment for not hitting your lock this week for for our phantom TikTok account is uh, cracking an egg over your head. Um, I would, I'll probably, well, I won't have to do it because Houston's going to cover. So, but pro tip: when when you two have to do it, you should crack your crack the egg over your head in the shower. Then you can just shower it down. I don't think eggs going to clog your drain so just stomp i don't on have to worry about it <laughs> not i'm not missing okay <laughs> well uh yeah i have more faith in yours than than jimmy's dallas pick jimmy what do you guys say two points one be a professional remove your phone from your desk please you're killing, <laughs> you're killing the listeners ears every I'm time sorry, my goes off. blowing up all the time probably two times in an hour let's let's relax and second, when the fuck did we become a college football podcast? Why are all your guys' picks It's a football, football podcast. No, we talk about difference? NFL 95% of the time. And then when it comes down to picks, you guys start pulling this NFL bull. I mean, this college football bullshit. It makes no difference. You're still, you're still betting spreads. It's 50-50. It's, it's tougher to discuss college injuries because not all the teams – they don't disclose their injuries, whereas the NFL, you have, you know, all their... I'm just saying our four image, listeners tune in for our NFL takes, and then you guys How do you know? The maybe, they want, maybe they want to take some greasy uh, Mountain West college football picks. You don't know. Actually, everyone just starts... The, well, people just start the podcast and skip to draw the week and then tune out. <laughs> I thought it was the LGTBQ+. Yeah, the the LGBTQIA plus, get it right, oh, bro. Yeah. No Gruden. The uh, l- the last bit of the the segments we have, I think that's the only thing people ever comment about. So I think people just skip to the half hour mark and then. But uh, you know, uh, picks are picks. You can kiss my ass, and winners are winners. So it's not like we're, we're putting, um, it's not like I'm putting my WNBA picks on here. It's all, it's all football on the weekend. That that should be next week's punishment is to kiss your ass. <laughs> well, come on back down to Carolina and <laughs> fuck her up. Uh, speaking yeah, so of which, please don't, you know, just destroy these peoples with your, uh, under, uh, under over picks of WNBA games for the game and for the first lesson. Lesson. That, that was awful to watch. You just fall apart. Uh, so Jimmy and his fiance came down Friday night, and that was game five of the Vegas Aces versus the Phoenix Mercury. And I had a preseason bet on the Aces to win the the whole thing, the championship. And so elimination game in the semifinals here and my dumbass instead of just taking the Phoenix plus five and a half to like hedge my seasonal bet 
and basically try to middle the game. Um, spoiler alert, the Las Vegas Aces lost after they were up by 10 at the start of the fourth quarter. Um, you know, I took the unders, and so I took the first half under, and it lost by half a point when the 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 under was cruising like nobody was making a shot for the first 15 minutes of the game and then the last five minutes before the half it was like seven threes in a row and and i got i lost by half a point on the first half then we played mario party my you know the four of us played mario party with my wife included and i had the gate the second half on my ipad while we played mario party and so i took the full game under as well and so now I'm I'm cussing at my iPad, but no one can see the iPad but me. So people think I'm cussing at them or at Mario Party, and uh, and they're like, "What?" And I'm like, oh, "No, it's the, I'm I'm yelling at women playing hoops." Uh, but I did win Mario Party, so there's that. But we didn't bet on it, so I still lost all my money on Friday. We should have bet on but, Mario Party. So oh. I could have won. Yeah, we should have, because uh, well, obviously I won. So if anyone wishes we bet on it, it was me. And finally, I said last week, whatever I was up, at the end of the week, I was going to donate 5% to cancer uh, because that's what the NFL does. And so, you know, who am I to be less than the glorious the league of the National Football League? So let me pull up the calculator here. and. Who should I even donate? I don't. Who should I donate to? Anybody know? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go even further than five percent. I'm going to donate six percent of my weekly winnings, and uh, I'm not going to say how much it was, or you know, little or much it was. But uh, some some cancer foundations getting. Six percent of what I won. Smart move. Yeah, IRS might be listening. Don't want them to listen in. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> just cut cut the IRS part out. They probably have a, a flag thing. If you say IRS, they 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 know. Don't put the bleep out IRS. Put the beep in over the IRS. But now you got to do it like seven. Fucking IRS. (laughs) Well, then just cut everything I said, but then just bleep out IRS. I'm wondering. But you're beeping it out. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about at this point. Well, yeah, we went on a roller coaster there at the end. I hope you all enjoyed. Does anyone else have any any closing comments? Wait, so who won the WNBA? Not the fucking, not the Las Vegas Aces. They're they are out. Who's, where's Griner play? The the the, the Aces. Oh yeah, no. see that's a good bet. No, she she plays for the Mercury. I, she played for one of the teams that were on Friday. Uh, let me see here. She plays for. Yeah, she plays for Phoenix. Yeah. And the other girl in Space Jam's like the point guard or the shooting guard or something. So I got I got destroyed. I was up ten in the fourth quarter though. I wasn't the 
the aces were. But all right, everybody, stay healthy. <laughs>